Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. Uh, this is Harrison Gilming. I am the uh, worship arts director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville. And uh, we have made it all the way to episode 25 on our little podcast here, which is which is crazy um, that, that we are continuing to truck along. Thank you to you guys for keeping on listening and tuning in with us. Um, we are... Uh, I'm not going to take too long. We're going to jump right to it today. We are continuing in a uh, in a series, we will call it, that we have been in uh, that I have loosely named. The name changes every week. Don't compare it to ones before, but I'm calling it Five Weeks with Smart People That Know Things and Love Jesus. I, that may be close to what it was last week. Last week, it might have been seven things. I'm seven people. I don't know. Um, but I have uh, somebody who is uh, joining into the conversation today that we are uh, really excited to talk to. So let me uh, introduce her to you. She is here on the line. Uh, welcome to the Ask LC podcast, Amy Gallagher. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Harrison. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, sharing. You fulfill both the criteria. You're a very smart person that also loves Jesus. So check check on those boxes. Thank you. Um, so if you say so, Harrison, I'm not buying it, but you keep selling it. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll dig into it here a little bit, but I'm not too worried about it. I think we're going to be good. Um, so Amy is uh, going to be sharing with us a little bit about, uh, something that's on the top of everyone's mind right now. If you are a person that has, uh, school age children, uh, even, uh, preschool children, there's, there are there are even any type of schooling you can have right now. There there are people that are learning remotely, and it is turning uh, parents or grandparents or whoever else is hanging with the kiddos is turning them into a homeschool teacher. So Amy has some experience with homeschooling and kind of creating rhythms that work uh, for educating your kids at home. So we're gonna talk with her a little bit about that. But first, uh, Amy, what what has uh, what has your guys' journey been here at Lake Forest? How long have you guys been a part of Lake Forest? And uh, what have you guys been a part of since you've been here? Well, I think it's funny to um, to say we've been a part of Lake Forest since right after the skating rink. I don't think most people wow. um, would tell their church history story in regards to a skating rink. But <laughs> That's right. um, Matt and I joined uh, Lake Forest when we were meeting in the YMCA um, back in maybe 2001. So we have... Um, we have been around a while and now worship for the last nine years at the Davidson campus. Um, he, he and I have been married almost, I guess this fall, how old are we? We'll have been married, uh, 20 years. Wow. And, um, the majority of that has been worshiping at Lake Forest. That's that's awesome. Well, next, next time we have a smart people conversation, we can have you guys both on talk about. Uh, how how you have been able to stay married to Matt Gallagher for 20 years. Well, so. and if you had Matt Gallagher on here, this podcast would probably have to go to part five, part seven, because he's a chatty one. Um, lots of good things to say. Love that man. Yep. Um, <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, can you, um, and, and Matt uh, has served uh, for a long time. Uh, I don't know when, when he even started, but he's been, uh, a Lake Forest Church elder, uh, uh, rotating on and off for a number of years as well, right? 
That is correct. He is in, I don't know if he's in year two or three of this session, but um, that is one of his greatest privileges is to serve with those men and women um, kind of behind the scenes. So that's great. Um, yeah. Well, when I, when I, it's actually, it's crazy that it's been this long. Um, but here actually, you know what, today, literally today, uh, as we're sitting recording this, it's September 1st. Today is, uh, my seven year anniversary of officially being on staff at, uh, at Lake Forest. And I remember when I was first kind of onboarding and getting to know the team, I, I, uh, specifically remember just having a lot of great conversations with Matt and he and I connected and was just, uh, he was just one of the many people in that initial stage of the process for me of getting to know Lake Forest that just uh, just made me realize what a neat place this was gonna be for me and my family and what a, a genuine guy that uh, that he was as I, I got to know him all the way back then when, when this was all first starting. So Matt, as you're, as you're listening to this, Matt, you're pretty cool, thanks. <laughs> oh, that's very cool and happy anniversary. I am Thank sure you. Mitch White definitely has like a cake or some sort of uh, a, a prize for you for, for seven years deep. I know there there will probably be something floating around here. Um, <laughs> okay, so give me a give me a little bit of kind of the second part of your story as it's relevant to today. Uh, what has your experience been in the world of homeschooling? Well, Harrison, uh, let's see. Our oldest is sixteen now, and. Um, We, when Berea was coming to the age of heading to school, that was just something, a seed that the Lord had already sown in my heart because I love learning things. And um, Matt's family had done a little homeschooling, not of him, but some of his younger siblings. And so um, starting when Berea was in kindergarten, we dabbled in it and it felt like this giant tsunami of how in the world am I going to teach a child to read? That just seems like mm. making world peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have one year after another, um, just kind of stuck with it. And at this point, um, and please Lord, let it remain. So we have, um, only five children and, um, two, the two oldest have children. Uh, transitioned into traditional school um, as an eighth grader and Bria is a sophomore now, um, but the rest are at home. So I have a fourth grader and a first grader and our little Esme is the wild monkey that runs mm-hmm. around um, at 20 months old. So we've taken it one year at a time and um, every year is different because every child is different and every season of life is different. So they're um, is a lot of pivoting and changing and adapting, but it is one of my greatest, uh, treasures that I've had this time with my kids, but I would be lying if I didn't say it was incredibly difficult at the same time. So, (laughs) oh, sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, you know what, if you had, if you had said that a year ago, probably more parents would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, I bet it is. And right now everyone is like, we understand. Yeah, (laughs) We get it. We're all, we, we, it is hard right now. We, um, we often now get since all the COVID stuff, we're like, and you choose to do this. You're crazier than I thought. (laughs) I'm like, it's not the same. I promise. Yeah. A little bit different. (laughs) So along that line, um, just, just want to just kind of get a little bit of your wisdom, what you've learned over the stretch of time that you have been, uh, homeschooling your kids. So, um, as you said, I think the first thing to acknowledge and as uh, 
as you and I talked about just for a little bit as we were talking about recording this, is that um, there's a lot of pressure that we as parents put on ourselves to uh, have everything perfectly put together and to have all of uh, all of our ducks in a row at all times. And it feels like if there are times where we feel like we don't all the way know what's going on, then we feel like we're we're failing or we're being a bad parent in that moment. So what do you ha- what do you have to say to that in terms of just this situation being uncertain right now to to parents who are feeling a little bit down? Um, I think one of the first things that when we had talked about doing this that came to mind that I just wanted people to hear and I believe um, that the Lord would want us all to hear is uh, this is a very disorienting time and these uh, this is a hard job. This is a hard job to, um, let alone pandemic and COVID and altering just the global realities. It is a hard job to be a parent. And when your heart is um, choosing and wanting to follow what the Lord has and being a good steward of the gifts of our children, we put this extra measure of pressure and desire for control in order to get the results that we would deem successful on ourselves. And so I just want people to hear that you're doing a very hard thing. You are not made to do it on your own and you are not made to be enough. Hmm. Um, And just kind of let off some of that pressure that we all as a society put on ourselves Um, that other people are watching and that my, there's this like pressure cooker of our houses that we've got, we've had in our house, we've had Matt home when we had the stay at home order, we have five people, uh, five kids, myself, and all these ages and stages and emotions and um, stories kind of crashing into one another. And it is very disorienting. And so I think the first thing to do is just own it as, this is hard and there is no rule book on how to do this well. Um, and that's okay. And stop. I, I think of when you log in as many people are probably experiencing, uh, just online and you, you're looking at whether it's Schoology or canvas or whatever, and you just see that spinning circle or Netflix, maybe it's the Netflix circle. (laughs) And it's just like, and you're, you're sitting there on the couch going, please work, please work, please work. And I feel like we're doing that as people that we're just searching for all these right answers. And we feel like we're just spinning, 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 and we don't know how to move forward. Um, so does that sort of answer? Oh yeah, that, that, that that really does. And, and one follow-up to that, that I, I didn't ask you about before, but I'm, I'm just curious after hearing your answer is, um, yeah, I, I know that it's, it's a, uh, it's kind of a misunderstanding of the true homeschool system, the way that, that almost everybody does it now that, uh, you know, homeschooling involves the kids being at home all the time and having no socialization with other kids. And I'm sure in your guys' scenario, that's not true as well. How, how have you guys um, just in your house been reacting to and coping with that part of things with, with your kids not having some of the interaction with kids that they've been used to? Uh, I think because I have olders that are typically away. And then I have the littles that are typically traditionally homeschooled because there is a difference. And that's what I keep telling people that 
when you choose to homeschool, it is not in this type of environment. You get to capitalize on the flexibility to be able to do enrichment things and um, travel and do all these other things that are completely taken off of our plate as well. So even those that have homeschooled forever, this is not what please don't think this is what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think in the the loss of, um, there's a grieving in it. And we felt it a lot in the spring and the just, I, we don't know how long this is going to last. Everything happened so quickly. Like we were with our homeschool group and the kids were in school um, until I think the pandemic hit or was declared March 11th, which was Joel's birthday hmm. by the 13th, which was Friday, everything started shutting down and Lake Forest Davidson didn't even have on-campus service on the 15th. So everything disappeared. Yeah. And so we had just this grieving of, um, this isn't what school looks like. I don't get to do my sports. I don't get to, um, be with my friends, like everything, there was just this loss and, um, and, and just sitting in it and feeling it and letting everybody feel it in their different ways and trying to be patient, um, in that. And, and truthfully, I think it's what the Lord wants us to do all the time, but we might've experienced it into another level as of late is the Lord wants us to come with all those that disorientation, those emotions, that loss, those questions, and just trying to model to um, Matt and I to each other and also to our kids, like, what do we do when things are scary or foreign or unknown and sad or make us angry? Let's go to the Lord with those. And that wasn't kumbaya, sit around the living room with our little snack, hold hands, and I pull out the guitar. Like, yeah. don't hear pretty in any of that. Yeah. Um, but the Lord doesn't ask for pretty and he just asks. And I think that's one of the things that when I'm trying to process through and it feels like so much, the Lord's purposes do not change and they have not changed when the world has changed. And so his desire is still that we as adults, um, as parents, and that we help our children learn that rhythm of when I don't know something or when something is difficult, what, do, who do I go to? And where do I start? And we start with going to the Lord and praying and being in conversation with others about it. Um, yeah, because our, our kids are more often than not, our kids are really reacting to what we are doing more than what what we're saying. At least I find, you know, in yeah. in our house is like you're talking about when things go off the rails a little bit, you know, you can you can say all the right things, but over time, it's kind of your, your kids watching, uh, how you're reacting and how you're dealing with, with things that are changing, which is why, um, you know, it's been a skill that a lot of us are trying to get better at that you touched on, which is just trying to, uh, to be okay living in this land of, of of uncertainty and not really knowing what's going to come next we don't know when the we don't know when things are going to start going back to more normal we don't know when school's going to start feeling back to normal and our kids can have interactions and and people with their jobs so living in that in that middle unknown kind of purgatory land is <laughs> is tricky right now and and i think that truthfully um that if we look back 
and and we could probably name some of these other seasons in our lives that have been similar um but different right different mm-hmm. circumstances bringing us to the i have big questions of um where am i going to go to college or how am i going to navigate this tough relationship or this work environment is difficult. I need a new job or things are falling apart in my family. And I don't want to know, I don't know what to do. Like all of these, if we can grab and we can't always pick up, sometimes we just feel lost in it. But I feel like if we're looking to the Lord and we're at a place where we can kind of call out to him and, and look to him for some understanding of how to move forward, it's Lord, what are some good rhythms that, Um, when I am bombarded with this long list and I have one in front of me in my journal of things that I don't know, just name it like David Mm -hmm. does in the Psalms, name them, but then also pair them with things that you do know. Um, and they might not seem to be so life-giving in the beginning, but keep up that exercise of, uh, naming what's hard, kind of where you are. We're all getting our temperature taken a hundred times a week and, (laughs) wearing our mask and all these things find out your temperature like how are you feeling in regards to what the lord's doing and the the hard and the difficult um but then reorient yourself with who god is what you know about him what you know about yourself and this is a long game i think a lot of us in the beginning because we didn't know the length of time we were in sprint mode and we were in Mm -hmm everybody on the raft and we'll figure out food later. And then now it's just become this marathon. And we've realized um, that a lot of our, our typical coping mechanisms, just, they aren't working. They aren't, they aren't enough. And um, we have to find those rhythms of, okay, Lord, what can I be grateful for? And this has been something that we've done. We did with our kids because there's such a variety of ages. We're not, doing Bible in the same, uh, way with everybody. But mm-hmm. one thing that all of them that we, that are home, we try to do every night is, um, some variation of what are you grateful for and praying that to the Lord and sometimes name your heart from the day or the week mm-hmm. and, and just, uh, walking that out and that, that grateful for looking for those bright spots, looking for those places that you can see the Lord or that, you know, um, is a goodness that has come out of it, uh, is a beautiful way. I believe that that's what worship is. It's reorienting. That's what praying is. It's reorienting who we are and our, what our focus is away from reality the Lord values those, those things and doesn't minimize them, but he can reorient it to a place where we're looking back to him as opposed to our circumstances. And we can walk that next step knowing, even if like Moses said, Lord, if you don't go, if you don't go with us from Mount Sinai, I do not want to leave. Like I would rather be in your presence than go to the promised land. And that is a change of heart and only the Lord and exposure to him can bring about that change. You can't fake that. And we all know that faking doesn't work because we're all tired of of everything. Yeah. That, that runs out on you pretty quick. And and something, something that you're saying is, is really neat. It's, it's echoing something that uh, a couple weeks ago when I was talking with, uh, time talking about time management. We had the time management master, Pastor Michael Flake. Uh, and, yep, yeah. yep. And I sat down with him. And one thing he and I spent a lot of time on 
um, that's really echoing what you're saying and, and kind of where I want to get to uh, as, as kind of our last point is we talked about moving from survival mode to like, like you're talking about really looking around and saying, okay, well, this is, this is where we're going to be for a little bit. So how can we, um, how can we take some practical steps to orient our, our time and the structure of what we're doing in our home and our temperament? Like the, what are the boxes that we need to check to, to start moving from like, okay, I just need to somehow get through today to looking down the road and saying, you know, I want to, create an environment where even though it's uncertain that we can start to thrive a little bit more in the long term rather than survive. So I know that if there's a hundred people that are learning from home, there are a hundred different specific setups, but in terms of some overarching principles or ideas to get practical, what are some things that, um, that you think could, can help people out as they're moving from just getting through this to creating something that's more sustainable? I think the best, I think in pictures a lot, and I think the best is, um, and for the longest time, I don't feel like in our house we could really pick our eyes up from that, like, survival mode. And just as we were realizing in August that here we go, we're going to start a new school year and a fall, a whole new season, like, picking our head up of how do we look more than just one day, and maybe we can look to a whole week, um, in, in that effort, trying to see like, what can, what's important to us. Um, and that is going to be different for each house and probably different with each of your children. What are the things that matter most? You're not, I'm not saying that like, write some stuff off, don't educate your kid at all, but realize that there's a lot being more, a lot more being expected than you could do as your own person. Um, so in conversations of what are we going to, what needs to get done and what is okay to fall in the cracks? Like if you used to have a normal rhythm of, um, whether it's everybody has to have their room clean or you can't be on your device more than one hour a day Mm -hmm. or whatever these other things are, I would say you're, you're really going to throw that piece of paper out and you're going to have a new session of sitting down with whoever's helping you make these decisions, be it a spouse, a parent, a, a dear friend, people that are your community and say, what is the flyover? What's important? Like if we could do the next month, two months or however long and come out on the other side with um, maybe praying more as a family or having one night a week where we are doing something that is fun and not managing logistics. Um, what are some signs of life? What does that look like in your family? Is it creating art? Is it a game night? Is it a change of scenery and you're driving to a different part of town? So looking for signs of life, both for you and for your kids, um, so that you can get those things in there, identifying what is important and what you're going to let slide Um, having a lot of conversations and my kids would hear me say that and they would roll their eyes because they're like, I'm so tired of talking about everything. (laughs) But the only way that we can figure out like a plan, which is another thing you need is, okay, as a high schooler, what do you need from me this week? Mm -hmm. And as, as two of mine were transitioning to virtual learning, I said, you guys are pretty adept at these things. 
I'm going to be doing a lot with these little people, but if there's something you need from me, I'm going to need you to tell me and I'm, and I'll be happy to do it. But because I know you and who you are, like y'all start and let me know. Hmm. I can't do that with my younger people. Um, but there's a lot of conversations and like Matt and I looking at our Fridays, what does, what do you need to have time for or, um, accomplish? What do I need? And then we put all these puzzle pieces together. Sometimes we can do that for a whole week on a Sunday night. And sometimes we are doing it day by day. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, I know I could go on forever, but, um, one of the other things is don't die on every hill. Uh, you've got to pick what's important. And if you're going to die on every hill that used to be important to you or that you um, were able to manage before, you're not going to make it out of the gate on Monday. And mm. I speak from experience. <laughs> There's no pointing fingers there. Yeah. Um, well, even, I, even, even doubly so now, I think, because uh, you're talking about the morning period. I, I think you, you have to acknowledge that as difficult as this is for us as adults, like our kids and adapting to a completely new kind of day-to-day life. Um, you know, all of the, all of the things that maybe little, little challenges or, or things that, you know, our kids struggle with, it feels like they're, they're magnified times 10 right now. And, and like you're saying, our level of, our level of grace and understanding in those situations has got to kind of rise up with that. Right. Right. And the only way to do that is to keep our cups full and going back to the Lord of Lord, you've given me your purposes. haven't changed for my children, for my family. Um, Lord, I need, I need to be filled up with you because that's the only way that Jesus will spill out is if you are full. And I think it's a place we don't like to be because it's uh, uncomfortable when we are truly in, we recognize our need of our savior but it's exactly what he's called us to and invited us to in accepting the gospel that I recognize who I am apart from you and how sinful I am and how I get angry so quick or that came out of my mouth before I even thought. Um, And it's the gospel over and over on a daily basis and, and turning our eyes back to him and saying, Lord, here's where I'm lacking. Here's where Um, I need you searching the scriptures and then praying that out and and modeling that with our kids and doing it with them, owning when we mess up and owning like it's a hard day. That's why mommy is crying over there. (laughs) That's why my 20 month old now knows the word sad because she saw mommy crying and mommy said sad Um, that they I think if we can all just be real people but doing it in pursuit of Jesus, then there will be this thing that only the Lord can do. He will, he will bring depth of relationships within our homes, but also depth of relationships in our faith that we can later look back on and see like the Lord was still at work, even though I had no idea what was going on. I was just trying to be faithful um, with each thing that, that I came across. Um, and one of Matt's friends who was a fighter pilot said when we're trained and nobody quote me on this, cause I can't give you true hundred percent. It yeah. could be hearsay. Um, right. That we are told to make the best decision that we can with the information we have at that second. Yeah. 
And if we get new information and the next minute, then we change it again. But we have to keep moving forward and we have to have the confidence like we're going to try this. And then if we need to change up, that's fine. And from a person who likes to create a system that can move for a long period of time to be to hold it that open handedly, um, it's it wasn't it's been difficult, but it has also been a really good thing. And I think lets off the stress for our kids when they're trying to make decisions or talk to a teacher or an assignment is is gone or Zoom crashes and they can't get to it or They've worked so diligently, the parents, to work out this schedule, and then they realize they missed a whole thing yeah. for the entire week to just say, you know what? We did the best that we could, and we're going to do better next time. And it just models to our kids and to each other, this is okay, and um, we're going to be all right. And I, you need to hear you're not going to mess your kids up for life right now nope. in this remote learning environment. And that you're better when you're together, be it together as a family or you reaching out and you and a couple of moms on a Thursday night sit and talk for an hour and a half and you come home a different person. Nobody's solved the world problems, but you have done what you were designed to do and be in community. And I think part of this isolation has just been so difficult and made people so lonely um, that when we get a taste of that community, what we were made for again it is beautiful. It is life-giving and we can make that next decision step or, um, move forward in some regard, whatever is the next thing. Yeah. Well, that is, um, Amy, that was all really, really good stuff. Let me summarize it this way. Then I'll let you go. See if we got this right is some, some practical ways to move forward. in this is number one, uh, Number one, make a plan, kind of try and get all the information that you know together. But number two, uh, also stay flexible. That's kind of the motto of everything during the past six months is right. <laughs> take it as it's coming. And, and uh, number three is kind of as the overarching uh, attitude of, of all of those things is, is be sure that you are giving the time and attention to for yourself and, and as you're uh, as you're nurturing, developing your kids, just creating the space to, uh, let your relationship with God and, and your seeking of his direction to, uh, to be over top of everything. Does that sum it all up pretty well? Your effort is way better than mine, my friend. That sounds great. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just boiling it down. I'm boiling it down. Well, uh, Amy, thank you so much for, uh, for coming and, and joining us today and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll block off three or four episodes down the road to just come let Matt talk about whatever. Yeah, maybe five to seven. Okay, be we'll, do, okay. We'll, do, we'll do a series, Deep Thoughts with there Matt you Gallagher. Go. <laughs> right. Thank right. you, friend. Yep, have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Thank everyone, you. for joining us. We will catch you next time on the Ask LSP Podcast. Have a good day.